boom, good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Matt Ostanek. Matt is a serial entrepreneur who's founded four startups. In 2019, he started working on Grateful, a new platform that helps socially good businesses participate in Grateful Giving by donating to their customers and employees' favorite nonprofits. In today's world, social good has never been more important and is a powerful tool for businesses to increase customer retention and employee engagement. Listen in to why Matt's hidden edge is belief. Welcome to your Hidden Edge Podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Matt Astanek on the show. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you very much. You are quite welcome. I'm excited to have you. And let's dive right into your hidden edge. I, I love this piece, and I know we're going to unpack it and kind of go a couple different ways, but I know your hidden edge is belief. So what does that mean to you, and how have you uncovered that in yourself and, and kind of nurtured it, cultivated it? Because I know I can use belief some days. I'm sure you can use belief some days. Everybody in the universe can use some more belief in themselves. Absolutely. And belief can mean lots of different things, right? I'm actually a big fan of Clifton Strengths Finder or Clifton Strengths. And I oftentimes talk about belief in the way they talk about it, which is kind of having a set of core values that you believe and follow in that drive your actions as well. Belief in yourself, belief in values in the world around us uh, as well. For me personally, belief has been following those values with actions. I'm an entrepreneur, I create businesses, uh, but belief has been particularly focused on giving and trying to serve and help others. Uh, lots of different ways to interpret that, but that set of core values, you know, really can be incredibly powerful for driving folks, really having that foundation to build on as well. I love having values, leaning into those, right? And and those are, are your strengths. If a listener, someone watching is struggling with belief and they hear, okay, maybe I should lean into my value. So, so what are a couple steps that they can take action upon? today, tomorrow, as soon as they possibly can to start to build that, that belief and lean into it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a process of reflection, right? That can happen for focusing on who you really are and who your values are and taking time to consider that, to contemplate that, to reflect on that. Lots of different ways to reflect, right? Depending whether you're introverted, extroverted, how you, how you tend to stimulate those types of thoughts, but to really think through who you are, what you stand for, Think about where you come from. You know, values and belief is oftentimes driven by your history, both positively and negatively, right? Part of your experience growing up, right? What um, values did your um, family experience generate in you? Or were there things growing up that you said, hey, I'm the opposite of that. This isn't who I want to be. But that oftentimes serves as a foundation uh, for many folks in uncovering belief. And I think a lot of times it's going out and, well, belief is internal. It's part of the core of who you are going out and visiting with others that know you well and asking them for input on is actually a really interesting conversation, right? You know, who do you think, who do you think I am? If you had to 
there's an exercise that companies go through when you're building culture for a team and a business, right? Talking about how your value should be, but it's actually equally as fascinating to talk to people that you know well about what their their reflections might be on what your values are and what you stand for. That's not a normal conversation. You might get some odd looks as you ask people about right. that, but as an additional really cool way, like you said in your question, if you're trying to dig into that more for yourself personally, could be some really interesting insights that could come from those types of conversations with people that you know well enough to ask of that as well. No, I love that. I love the reflection piece, right? And I feel, and you probably feel the same way. So many times we are go, go, going, just busy, busy, busy. I mean, even going for a walk, I see people on their phones and looking at their phones where they're constantly plugged in, but they're not taking any of that time to reflect and ask yourself those questions. Hey, what are my values? What should I lean into more in life? Is what I'm doing now personally and professionally in line with those or is it disconnected? Maybe that's where some of that resistance, some of that pain comes from. And then I love how you mentioned asking those closest to you. Hey, what do you, what do you think of me? Right. What, what, what do I kind of embody from your eyes? Just because I'd like your, your perspective. I always love to say it's tough to read the label when you're inside the bottle. So if you ask other people, they're going to give you, and all of a sudden one, you might be surprised or two, it might be right aligned with, uh, with your values. Have you done that in your career that has kind of built that belief in you and, and in others? I, I certainly have, and I especially have, you know, for the reflection piece and reflecting on where I've come from, how I was raised, what I do with positive and negative influences I've been experienced to, you know, that's absolutely helped to derive that for me. Something else I wanted to add, you and I were chatting a minute before we started the show here as well, but you mentioned journaling. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, I think that's a great tool. I think you mentioned in the context of children, but both for children and adults, yeah. journaling is a very valuable thing to help drive some of that. I, um, I talk a lot about gratitude. I run a company called Grateful. But I spoke with a woman a few months ago. I remember her sharing a story when she was a child. Her um, mother, I think she was raised by a single mom, if I remember right, made her keep a journal and write down things that she was grateful for. And she liked to remember that. And I remember her telling me the story about life was tough. They were going through a lot of hardships at the time. And she literally couldn't think of things to be grateful for. And her mom mm -hmm. told her something like, you have to think of something because there's always something to be grateful for. So if you're grateful for your socks, you write down, you're grateful. I'm grateful for my socks today. And I thought that was such a powerful story because that reflected in who she is as an adult now. And as an example of, you know, journaling in a children's perspective, again, very valuable from an adult's perspective, but really helping to shape your values to force that type of reflection I say force, a parent telling their kid, but it could equally be an adult taking, forcing themselves to take the time, even if it's only 10 minutes a day, to sit down and do that type of reflection and writing can be so incredible as well. And it's incredibly powerful, right? Science says if you gratitude journal over an eight-week period, your happiness rises 25%, right, of just finding things you're yeah. grateful for and writing it down. And so many times where as adults and human beings in general, we look for external factors to drive our happiness where there's a great practice you can get into where you want to feel better. Just take time and write down what you're grateful for. And I love that story of there's always something to be grateful for and that sometimes it might be challenging, but if you're dedicated to the process, you're disciplined, you just, you just do it day after day, you're going to find more things to be grateful for. So gratitude, I right in line with you on, on that practice. How do you practice gratitude on a, on a daily basis and how do you guide any others to, to that might be in your circle or come in contact with you to kind of do the same thing? Yeah. So there's probably three, three steps in it. Um, 
you know, we've talked about reflection, right? Reflection mm -hmm. is a core part of it. And I, I love how you just commented there as well, and particularly about the studies, which are really clear on improving happiness, state of mind, productivity. I mean, there's so many benefits that come from that process of gratitude, journaling and reflection over time. That's probably step one. I think, you know, for me, gratitude and that core belief around it leads into actions around generosity as well. Mm -hmm. And thinking about giving, how do you give, how do you give back? Sometimes that can be giving, you know, to people that have given something to you. Sometimes that can just be giving to the world in general or to others that are in need in the world as a, you know, a reflection, a mere action to the gratitude you have for the things in your life as well. Uh, so giving to others, you know, in, in my case, not exclusively this, I'm certainly trying to give to and be generous to people that I work with and know and family members that I care about, uh, but also charities and nonprofits that do amazing work around our country and around the world helping different people and communities and causes in need. I mean, there's so much tremendous action happening in that space, particularly today when you turn on any news channel and our societal challenges are increasing. So giving to causes that matter around that, giving to something, you know, basically giving and being generous is the next step. So reflection and then giving something, um, whether it's your time, whether it's money, whether it's an item, anything else, but giving something. I think there's a third step that's really powerful, which is when you start to, partner with others to give to and support things that resonate with their heart as well. Um, and that's probably, that reflects both on my personal gratitude journey as I've learned and grown uh, in life, but also with the company I've started today with Grateful and what we try to do with our software as well. But the idea of not just, you know, I could give to a cause that I care about, mm -hmm. but I also could go to somebody else I care about, an employee, a customer, a friend, a family member, and as a thank you to them, say, hey, I want to partner with you to give to something that you care about mm -hmm. as well. So, you know what? I um, I believe in uh, food pantries and hunger causes resonate with me. But, that, you know, a friend of mine that I care about or a customer that I care about that I want to say thank you to or share gratitude with, they might care about something completely different. And being able to talk to them and say, hey, I'm willing to help support something you care about, I think is a really powerful additional gratitude step. That okay. brings out more gratitude in yourself, but also leads to deeper conversations and connections with those around you. I'm being long-winded here, so let me stop there at that at that point. No, I, I, I truly appreciate that. And I, I love how when you said gratitude leads to generosity and yes, money is one, but it could be time. It could be something else, right? If if you don't have financial means, give your time, give your 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 energy to to something that somebody else cares about and then it lights you up and proximity, being around other people that are doing good things, it, it rubs off on you, right? That circle of, of people that you have in your network. When you surround yourself with more people like that, you're all going to grow from a gratitude, from a generosity, from a you know belief perspective, because you're, you're on that same path and everybody's helping each other. And, and you mentioned you know, societal challenges. Yep. There's tremendous ones out there, right? We're facing unprecedented times, but I know they're are a lot of people that are standing up and saying, we don't need to be this way. We can help each other. We can love each other. We can be grateful for our conversation today, right? And and do amazing things. And I, I just love that piece to it. I also, you know, reflection has popped up multiple times. So I mentioned, hey, just going for a walk and leaving the phone at home and reflecting. Is there any other ways or strategies you use regularly? quarterly, monthly, yearly to just reflect and, and because it's an iterative process, right? We just don't want to reflect once and be done. We evolve as human beings. 
So is there any reflection practices that you, you do on a regular basis that you could share with the audience? The obvious ones in terms of, like I mentioned, journaling and mm-hmm. writing and taking time. It's tough to take time, right? right. Life is so, life is so busy. Um, I run a business. I've got small kids. There's other things, you know, and my things are normal. Other people have way more going on than I do. Even it's really tough, but squeezing out the time for that, even if it's only five or 10 minutes. And I think the journaling piece of it can be really valuable to give a history of where you're coming from when you have time to go back and read on it as well. But I think, I think those are really key things. I'm not sure that's anything particularly profound that it really answers your question there, but that's, that's the honest answer on it. I think the, the biggest, most important piece of it is carving out time for it and having the discipline to be able to do that or to squeeze it in, even if it's a small amount of time. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I love doing it first thing when I wake up after I get a couple quick wins, when the house is dark, nobody's up, just having a little time to, to myself before the kids get up. And then at night before I'm going to bed, it's it's a great way to uh, to squeeze some in. You can control those last 30, first 30 minutes of the day. So if you can put that into practice, then you can can open up that uh, that window. Related to gratitude, I love sending notes and just text messages or a voice memo to somebody in my network out of the blue, just saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you as a friend or whatever relationship we have. Is there any other ways to just express gratitude to others that can sometimes knock people off their you know, normal track and just be blown away by, Hey, this person reached out to me out of the blue. Is there anything out, you know, or along those same lines that you do or have seen, or, or you enjoy that is a great kind of nugget or practice to get into? Yeah. Three things. So in terms of expressing gratitude to others, right? So one is the, the, what you said, the personal note, the personal comment, whether that's a, a voicemail, a phone call, a text message, an email, a handwritten note. I mean, there's lots of ways to do it, but the personal touch is incredibly valuable to share gratitude with others. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, number two is certainly when you, people think of gratitude, they think of gifting as well, right? It doesn't have to be a big thing, but, you know, sharing gifts, small gestures of appreciation, you know, a cup of coffee or something the person likes, um, you know, those can be great ways, a gift card of any kind, things like there's a million different ways to do it as well. But certainly I think the personal touch is actually more important than that. But gifting is a common thing that people do when it comes to mind with that as well. Uh, The third thing I would, I would mention, which I hinted at before too, but is gifting to something else uh, that that person cares about as well. Asking them, Hey, what's in your heart? What do you care about? Let's try to make, do something tiny to make the world a better place today. What can I give to that reflects on you um, that you would care about as well. Part of what I do with my full-time business with Grateful is we have a platform for charitable gift cards uh, and businesses use those in lots of different ways. But what's really cool is you can go in and you can make a donation. It can be a dollar, it can be $5, it can be $25 or $100, whatever you want. But to someone else as a thank you, and you can add that personal note to it for gratitude, mm-hmm. but they can pick what actual charity they want to send those dollars to. Okay. And so you're really, instead of you giving to something, you're partnering with them to give to something that they care about. And what's really cool is they, when they do that, they can then write a quick thank you message back to you about why they picked what they did. And what is really powerful and moves my heart is when I see some of these messages that people share about why they picked and what it means. You yeah. know, someone who took a donation from someone else and gave it to a, a charity that helps people recovering from alcoholism because they have a, lo- a family member who's been a lifelong alcoholic. Uh, or someone who donated to a children's hospital and wrote a note about how their granddaughter actually passed away at that children's hospital and how much the care that that hospital provided means to them. 
uh, or someone who donated to a charity that helped them recover from COVID personally when they were inflicted with it and had a strong case, or someone that gave to an adoption-related charity because they have a, um, a sister or a brother who's adopted five different kids and they've seen how tough that struggle is. Um, right. Or someone that donated to an animal-related cause because their wife, who's now passed away, loved loved terriers, and they wanted to donate to a cause specifically that made them reflect on that person. Those types of comments and feedback, like that's a tiny little window into someone else's soul. And right. that's not something that normal normally comes up in normal everyday conversation, but it's a simple little act of gratitude of writing a message, sharing a gift, letting them pick something and connecting on that level and that very human, very deep, very caring, very belief focused level that is incredibly powerful as well. So sorry, I just gave you another long winded answer, but those amazing stories really move me and are another way to share gratitude as well. No, I, I, I love them and I love how you can send it and then they pick the charity, right? Which is totally reverse to kind of having a discussion. Well, who should I donate to? Nope. Here's something, pick a charity and send a note. And you can kind of have that personal touch that, that interaction. So how did you, how did you come up with the idea and kind of what was the iteration of, of the company? My background is as an entrepreneur, I've started four startups now over the course of my career. Uh, and my first um, three startups were more traditional businesses, building some cool technology products. I'm in the tech space, okay. making money from them, which is great. But as I was speaking about my personal belief journey and gratitude journey earlier, when I had capacity a couple of years ago to start something new, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was really reflecting, speaking of reflection, on how I should best use my talents to, to okay. be of service to others. And that's what really led me down the path of, hey, how can I use tech for good? How can I use tech to support generosity and giving? That's what led me to start Grateful. Um, but it was then going out and talking to other people about this. There's something really powerful when you talk to others about gratitude and giving and ask them what that means to them and why they're grateful and what they care about. That mm -hmm. sort of feedback over the past couple of years from early adopters of our software is what has helped to evolve the platform and has kind of fueled me on this path to help others with sharing gratitude in this particular way. I love that. And I love using tech for good, right? Because so many times, and obviously I've got, uh, I have two sons, 14 and 12, and, and it's a battle with tech, right? And, and yep. social media, right? And, and so many times we hear it, it's bad, it's bad. And yes, there are bad pieces to it, but there's also good ways to leverage it. And it's not going away in any capacity. So how do we change that narrative? How do we use it for good rather than you know, kind of the dark, difficult things that it, it can kind of spiral out of control from a you know, social digital addiction perspective. So I love how you, you kind of did some reflecting, right? That's a common theme in, in this episode. And, and you said, hey, I want to use tech for, for good. So if someone is interested in using that and it's companies and individuals, correct? It is both, yes. Okay. Our platform primarily today is used by customers by businesses for their customers and clients okay. as a loyalty and appreciation tool, but it's also open for individuals um, and a wide variety of uses for it in a gratitude context. By the way, I pers my personal view on tech, I think tech is a big mirror of humanity, right? It takes, it takes, it amplifies and mirrors our best and worst instincts. So as you were mentioning, lots of challenges with um, problems with online things, mm -hmm. but also lots of opportunities for good and many companies that are pursuing that uh, as well. But to learn more about Grateful, if you don't mind me sharing the plug specifically. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, begrateful.org, begrateful.org uh, is our website with plenty of more information about our Grateful platform in particular. Awesome. Any uh, any closing remarks about belief, gratitude, generosity that you'd like to share with the audience? 
Well, they're just, they're so timely, right? I mean, they're both eternal and timely at the, at the same time. And as we were talking about earlier, just with the way our society is going with challenges and division and problems, I think there's so much that gratitude and generosity can do both to um, heal some of those divisions, but to help us all work towards making a better world as well. I love it. I love it. Matt, where can, uh, obviously you talked about the, the, the company, where can people find you personally if they wanted to follow what you're up to? Uh, LinkedIn is a great tool. Obviously okay. all the social media platforms, but look me up on LinkedIn is a great way to find me uh, and would love to connect with folks there. Awesome. Matt, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.